Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners, Tyler McCart coming at you. It is episode 120. Yes, 120 episodes, man. That's pretty doggone good, if you ask me. Well, I'm not in my car. <laughs> I am definitely not in my car. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I am actually out for a walk. It is August the 20th. It is about 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to take about a 15-20 minute walk right here and then go get my family up and going and go to church, worship the Lord as a body of believers, which I believe is important and key to you having a successful life. (laughs) That is a key right there. Power Association, baby. Mm, Anyway, um, yeah, so I decided to take a walk today. I decided to take a walk and actually chit-chat with you guys for a little bit. Just had some things kind of brewing inside of me. And it's all about the fact that you are royalty. Yep. You are royalty. I'm royalty. And this whole thing actually kind of got kicked back off with me a couple weeks ago. Um, might have been about two, two, three weeks ago that this, maybe I had to get some cobwebs just shaking out of my head. Because sometimes, <clears throat> you know, you know, we can easily forget or easily kind of drift off center of who we are in Christ. If we don't have, if we're not listening or not, you know, spending time. And the whole thing kind of came about with me regarding that. I was actually in the shower. (laughs) In the shower. And as I'm in the shower, I decided to have on Brother Bill Winston, and I put on it. He doesn't really have a very consistent podcast, which in my, my humble opinion is just a huge miss, and I really wish that he had a consistent podcast to put out an audio version. But anyway... Just kind of, if anybody up with Bill Winston Ministries, listen to this. <laughs> please, please, please have Bill Winston's uh, stuff come out on podcast audio consistently. 
So, because, man, that stuff's so good. Anyway, so I went on YouTube, because he does post very consistently, actually, on YouTube. But, you know, I don't really sit there and look at his stuff. I just want to get the audio stuff. So I'm sitting there in the shower, and here's the scenario. Amy and I, we decided that our family has kind of outgrown um, Amy's mom and dad's house. It's been a blessing to come up there every every week, every time, or every, not week, but every Christmas to go and spend time with the Ellis's and during the summertime. But when you have four kids, two adults, plus two more adult, adults, it gets a little cramped. And things kind of some, ha- sometimes happen that really does ruin the whole entire mood of the, of the house and just the whole entire, you know, family enjoyment of, a ho- of the house, of just the environment and just the whole entire thing that's going on. Well, so Amy and I, on the way back from Indiana, we decided, you know what, we're going to, let's, let's rent a house um, and let's see, see, see where they're at. So, you know, we start looking on VB, VRBO uh, for places. We start reaching out to people. And, you know, just from where, where I, from what I was doing, I mean, I'd never done this before, never looked at houses to rent. But so I started looking and, you know, we started seeing some places that, you know, I guess because of my mindset of, you know, staying in a hotel, uh, for about right around $150 a night, that was kind of where my, my, the mindset point that I had is like, okay, you know, we'll have a house, you know, that will be, be about $150 a night. Well, everyone that I had been list, looking at um, around that dollar mark, you know, really wasn't just up to par. I mean, there's really weren't that nice of houses. You know, they're very small, and they've been a whole lot bigger than a hotel room. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> for us. But still, if I was going to stay there for four or five nights... You know, I, we needed, you know, I knew we needed something a little bit nicer, but, you know, in my mind, I had this set point in my mind that, oh, well, you know, we can only afford or we only can only do $150 a night. Well, now flash forward back up to me being in the, um, the actual shower. So I'm listening to Bill Winston, and Bill starts just, you know, going into Bill uh, Winston mode talking about how that, you know, I'm the head, not the tail, above only, not beneath, uh, that I should be, that I am more than well supplied, that I don't need to sit there and uh, lean upon my own, you know, financial arm, that, you know, if you've made God your source, you have nothing to fear, there's no lack in your life, that everyone as a body, in the body of Christ should be millionaires and billionaires, in life, and I know you might kind of shudder at even these things that he's saying you know, to me, but you know, I'm not. I'm like, man, absolutely. Amen. And I actually was the Holy Spirit just used Bill to c- 
correct my thinking and to convict me. Honestly, you know, the whole, it was Holy Spirit that just, you know, kind of said, hey, knucklehead, you need to renew your mind again. You need to kind of get back to center and say, dude, you know, that my God supplies all of my needs according to riches and glory in Christ Jesus, that God wants me to be in the best spot, best place, put my family in the best position possible and not settle for, you know, uh, second best just based upon what I can afford. <laughs> I mean, you think I would have re- remembered all this, you know, even with the house that, you know, Amy and I live in. But, you know, hey, I'm not perfect. Maybe you are. <laughs> Maybe you're Jesus Jr. out there, but I'm not. And so I got convicted. I got, you know, I had to ask for the Holy Spirit to forgive me for sitting there thinking that way. And I just was, you know, grateful that I was sitting there listening to Bill Winston, you know, kind of jerk my chain and tell me that I'm I'm not a low life. I'm actually royalty. And then it spurred me to I'd already saved the book as a, as as one that I was going to read for later. I hadn't bought it yet. But I went in there and and uh, I think maybe that day or the next day, I bought the book by Chris uh, Valutin and Bill Johnson, uh, Revelation of Royalty. I think that's the title of the book. I might have to go back and look at that. But anyway, I know it's royalty. Um, and I started reading that book, and it just started, you know, again, kicking over some some thought process that I had, you know, inside of me maybe that I needed to get rid of. And, you know, one of the things that he pointed out in the book that's been truly just beneficial for me to hear is unforgiveness. I mean, I I don't know the scripture and verse. I can see it, but it says in there where, you know, it's about... Jesus is telling a parable. It's the parable about, you know, the servant that owes a whole bunch of money to his uh, master. And the servant gets on his knees, begs and pleads to forgive him of it and give him more time. And the master winds up forgiving him. And then the servant actually turns around, goes out, and finds, what, maybe one or two other servants or two other people that owed him money and had one of the guys thrown in jail <laughs> for not being able to pay him what he owed, what that gentleman owed him. And some of the other servants saw it and went to his master and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, was hurt and told his master about it. And the master called that servant in and, you know, chewed him out and said, how could you do this? I forgave you this huge debt you know, here, and here you are acting this way. And he wound up throwing him in a dungeon and so forth. And it says in there, which is something I'd never seen as I was reading this, that it says, and, you know, our Father, our Heavenly Father, will have to turn us over to the tormentors um, 
to torment us. And man, talk about a just a revelation that, hey, 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 listen. If you want your life to be tormented, <laughs> just live in for unforgiveness. And unforgiveness can take many forms. Many forms. And they can be actually really sly and really seductive. If you have, you know, any offense that you've taken and that has turned into strife between you and somebody else, you've got unforgiveness in your heart. And you know what? All you've done is turned your own self over to the enemy. God hadn't done it. God's already forgiven you and forgiven that person or forgiven whatever it was. And, you know, hello, you're now turn yourself over to the enemy. I mean, even, and this is a big one right here. I feel like it's a sly and deceptive one. Is forgiving yourself for maybe something you should have done or you shouldn't or you shouldn't have done. Man, if you haven't forgiven yourself, man, stop the car, stop whatever you're doing, and receive your forgiveness and forgive yourself. Let yourself off the hook. You know? So that's that's one of the things that has just been just hit me upside the head. The other two things that has hit me upside the head, it's really just been so good for me to hear, is God God's more interested in my relationship and friendship than my obedience. Okay? What here's what I mean. There's two cases in the Bible. I mean, there's probably other cases, but two distinct cases that where, you know, God basically had a conversation with Abraham. He had a conversation with Moses. And where it clearly says those two men changed God's mind. Now, you're not a friend with somebody. You don't have any kind of friendship with somebody. If all that friendship is based upon is, yes, I'll do whatever you say, sir. Whatever you have to say, sir. I'm all about, sir. You know, I, I will obey you, sir. There's no relationship. That's just, that's a slave. And I feel like that a lot of times us as believers, well, not a lot. We've been preached that, you know, that we're just supposed to trust and obey because there's no other way but to be happy in Jesus and to trust and obey. Now, here's the deal. Granted, I need to trust and obey whenever I was a young Christian. But you know what? At some point, I need to mature and grow in the Lord. And, you know, be wise enough to have an opinion of my own and have a friendship of my own. You know, with my Heavenly Father. And have a conversation, have dialogue with my Heavenly Father to be able to say, you know what, maybe, Lord, I don't really understand this. I'm kind of a little bit upset or I'm, I don't think that this is right going on in my life and I really want to, you know, change this. I really want to, you know, for you to actually change this. By the way, I might talk a little bit lower because I'm now actually on the, 
the golf course here walking. So please forgive me. You know, this is what, you, this is what happens when you take a walk with somebody. You're actually on the golf course with people. I might pause because this gentleman's about to tee off. Just a quick pause right here, guys. But, you know, I hope this makes sense to you. I hope this... Um, nice drive. Sorry, come back left. It's playable. Nice, nice. You know, you sit there, and that's... Um, nice shot, sir. You'll find it. It's playable. I promise up there. <laughs> um, so, as I was saying, you know, I've, that God wants a relationship, not just yes men and yes women. And that's just, that's honestly a thing that I'm, you know, been really meditating on, really kind of just trying to understand this, you know, because this is a new season, right? It's a new season for me, and God wants me to, you know, be in a whole nother level with this. So, I mean, that's just another thing I've, you know, kind of came about and, you know, just really kind of come to understand right there, or this, this, you know, I'm renewing my mind to it. Let me just put it that way. I'm not there yet. I know that my relationship with the Lord is is awesome, and but you know at the same time you know I've I've got to be more of a friend, you know, a partner, a business partner. You know, there's going to be things that I don't really agree with the Lord what He's doing, and I might be able to have a conversation that I haven't had one yet. <laughs> Maybe I have. I just hadn't realized it. But yeah, so. And then the last thing, guys, and I'll just say this real quick, is humility. You know, when you're a, as, as, as a royal, as, a, as someone of royalty, okay, you're not a, you should, we've got to get rid of this pauper, this poor man's mentality of saying, oh, you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, or oh, woe is me, you know, I'm, I'm really nothing, you know, right, Okay. This, all that is is just false humility that's stupid. And, you know, I remember a gentleman, you know, telling me that, you know, that we need to have, um, be confidently humble, right? Now, I, th- I don't know whether or not, I haven't really kind of delved into that with him uh, in a deeper sense, but I feel like for me personally, you know, if... Moses can sit there and write, you know, what five books of the of the Bible, and say on paper that he is the meekest man on the planet. <laughs> that might be heresy. That that might be thinking you you know calling somebody out. If you would, you know, if I wrote a letter to you and said. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm the meekest man in the world. <laughs> you think I'd be arrogant. I know you would. I know I would have. But you know what? Or think about this. 
you know, King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, was told that he was going to be humbled by God. He wound up, you know, on top of his rooftop, you know, sitting there going, oh, you know, look at all this land that I've got and that my hand's done. And sure enough, God says, because of your pride, you know, boom, you're down, you're down for the count for seven years as an animal. Well, <laughs> isn't it interesting after the seven years, you can go read, read in uh, the book of Daniel that King Nebuchadnezzar comes back and says, you know, you know, I, I'm back, I'm restored, you know, I'm a powerful, you know, splendid person, you know, something to that effect where that, you know, if you just took that statement alone, you know, um, you would sit there and go, man, he must be pretty arrogant. But if you keep reading, keep reading in the Bible, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar doesn't just stop with that statement of like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm the man now. I'm back. I'm 100% on board and the deal now. He, he backs it up with saying, but I have recognized that there's a God in this universe that where all things come from and all power and all glory go to him. Right? That, my friend, is true humility. So you know what? I'm changing my attitude about humility. I'm changing my attitude about being humble. I am confidently humble. How am I confidently humble? I'm confidently humble in the Lord, all right? Meaning, meaning I'm an awesome dad. I am an awesome husband. I'm a fantastic speaker. I I'm a fantastic, I'm an awesome salesperson. I am the man. Okay? I I'm not some low life. I I've been bought. There was a price paid that was so expensive. Is this world can't even understand how expensive that price that was paid for me. And to think of myself lower than that, than that price is foolish of me. That I am royalty. I'm a king. I need to act like a king. I need to be a king. I need to be the king that God has called me to be. And stop living this poor, poor mouth you know, pauper's life or mindset and get rid of it. And I've asked the Lord, you know, to reveal to me how to be a king. Because I wasn't, I mean, granted I had great parents and I had great, but, you know, this wasn't, this kind of stuff wasn't just like, you know, laid out to me at the age of 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. Of like, step A, you do this, Tyler. Step B, this is how you do it. No, I mean, I know that I probably was further along than what a lot of people were. But here's the reason why we have to raise up as kings. And I'll end with this. Here's the reason why we need to raise up as kings. For this, for this sheer fact. Because kings know that they can make a difference. That they can change their circumstances. Alright? A king knows that. So, I'm done with my walk, guys. Love you guys. Y'all have a great one. And we will catch you on the other side. Be blessed. Know that you're the head, not the tail, above only, not beneath.
Know that whatever you put your hand to will prosper. Be confident in the Lord. Know who you are in Christ. All right? Be blessed, guys. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge. Thank you.